Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm your host, William Liu. This episode, along with every episode this season, is brought to you by our sponsor, KFC. So I'm recapping Toronto Raptors, 118-102 to loss to the Boston Celtics on Christmas. And, uh, you know, it's just a tough result. What else can you say about it, really? Like, the Raptors clearly are shorthanded. Um, and the talent just wasn't quite there. I don't want to make excuses right off the bat, but, like, I don't know. You can kind of see this thing coming from a mile away. Um, the fact that they've competed so hard against the Mavericks and then against Indiana and now the third game in four nights against the Celtics. I don't know, man. Like, if I told you they won one of those, one of those came down to overtime and, and they split it and uh, they, they got blown out one of them, like, I don't know. You wouldn't be surprised, right? No, no Pascal, no Norm, no Mark. But, uh, yeah, it was just, you know, there's just not enough talent, honestly. Like, when I was watching the game, and, you know, it's great. Like, Christmas Day game, amazing. The festivities, the, the, I think the Raptors game ops did a great job of just, like, um, you know, making a bunch of videos. And also, like, the, the intro was really great and the place looked great. They had all these amazing shirts. And uh, it was fun. Like, you know, the Raptors get a Christmas game, like, once every 20 years. So they wanted to make the most of it in terms of their production. The production was good. But the, the, the quality on the court, because of the injuries, just, just wasn't quite there. And there's just, you know, I, I hate the Celtics. I really, really don't like the Celtics. I, I never really want to compliment them. But there's just a huge gulf in talent in terms of what was on the floor tonight. Like I was watching Jalen Brown cross over people and pull up and hit th- and hit threes and hit jumpers. And it's like they don't even have to run a play. It's just like isolation, straight isolation. And they could score. Or even just one screen for Kemba Walker, bam, he's popping up for three. Or like, you know. Gordon Hayward is going out there looking like an unseasoned chicken breast. Like, you know, it's just all these things are happening, and it's not hard for them because they have talent. Whereas the Raptors, like, you know, when I was watching the third quarter, which is really when that divide happened, the Raptors um, lost that quarter 33-22, to which allowed the Celtics to pull away. But uh, when I was watching that quarter, um, you know, like, A, the Raptors had Pat McCall out there, and, like, offensively he's just, like, a minus 18. Uh, and, you know, the Raptors are just running, like, six different screens so they can get Kyle Lowry off of the, to, to attack a mismatch or Fred Lee to attack a mismatch. Like, it was just so difficult watching the Raptors generate their offense as compared to what the Celtics were doing. And, again, that just comes back to the talent, man. The Raptors, like, again, they don't have a lot of pieces. <laughs> Some major pieces are missing. And um, the result is not surprising. But I, I got to say, like, you know, Against a really good defense like the Celtics, like I'm, I'm not surprised that the Raptors can only muster 102 points. Um, and the Raptors shot, like what? Well, you know they actually shot okay. They shot 47 percent from the field. They had a bunch of turnovers, 17. The Celtics do force a lot of turnovers, but for the most part, the Raptors had, at least by their standards, about as efficient of a night as they can have. But where I was disappointed was defensively, 
Because the Raptors can do better than this defensively. I know they're shorthanded. I, I, you know, I, I just sort of talked up and down about how shorthanded they are. But defensively, I kind of expect a better effort from the Raptors because I know they're capable of it, right? And I know they're capable of not just, like, the gimmick stuff, like the zones and, and the full-court press or whatever, but, like, they're capable of um, playing great man-to-man defense and um, being tough. And even if you look at the rosters available, okay, so you're, you're down Mark. He's obviously important. Pascal is really important. Even Norm has been effective. Um, especially with his uh, disruption on defense, he's, he's had a game, a couple games where like three steals, four steals, two steals, stuff like that. So you know that's 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 a loss right there. But you know you look at it like defensively, they should be better than this, even even without those guys, right? Because I look, you know, Serge Ibaka is a plus defender. OG's a plus defender. Kaz a plus defender. Fred's a plus defender. Makah, as much as he's maligned, is a pretty good defender. And then Boucher comes off the bench. He's a shot blocking presence. Rondé can defend. You know, Terrence is all right. You know, like it, it's it's not like there's such a glaring weakness defensively, but the, I just it didn't feel like the Raptors had it in them to defend tonight. Like for example, the Celtics had 13 offensive rebounds. That shouldn't happen. The Celtics are not a good offensive rebounding club. But two times now, the Raptors have played the Celtics, and the Celtics have won just a possession battle simply because they're attacking the the the, the, the you know the paint with force, and the Raptors just you know didn't really meet that force. The, the Celtics were definitely more aggressive tonight. But still, 13 offensive rebounds to the Celtics, that's completely avoidable. Especially when you got guys like Jason Tatum getting four, and Daniel Tice getting three. You can't, you, you can't tell me you can't box these guys out. It, it's just the effort wasn't there. And honestly, the man-to-man defense just wasn't that good. And also, the team defense wasn't that good from the Raptors. Like One of the reasons the Celtics pulled away in that third quarter was because they would run a screen, and then you know Hayward would be coming off from the corner to the top, Going downhill against Serge Ibaka and scoring. Uh, Kemba Walker would be coming downhill, uh, coming off the high screen, and then Ibaka would be sagged all the way into the paint like, you know, 2016 JV, and uh, Kemba Walker would, sh- would shoot a three and nobody in his face, and it's like shooting practice for him. Like, it's just bad. And same thing with Jalen Brown. And it's just like the Raptors defensively were just not good tonight. And um, especially when you're shorthanded so many pieces offensively, you can't. You cannot be doing what you're doing offensively. Uh, and, and then also not um, – compete defensively and i thought the raptors just cohesion wasn't there defensively and in a game like this you really do mix, miss marcus all um you know like ibaka for example he got his numbers uh and you know he had a couple points early on it was like okay cool nice ibaka game he usually goes off against the celtics man has 12 and 8 23 minutes minus 11 defensively was not there didn't really challenge much shots you know he had three turnovers as well uh, just straight up bad, and he got benched. He got benched for Chris Boucher, and honestly, I don't even disagree with Nick. I think Nick was actually pretty good to call to to give Boucher those minutes because Boucher had earned them. He played hard, and yeah, Boucher wasn't perfect defensively either. Um, you know, but he was more active. He competed hard. The times he got beat was because of strength. You know, Enos Cantor is just way stronger than him, and so he was moving him around. But like, you know, Boucher. I mean, twenty four points, seven to ten shooting. It's it's a it's a, it's a you know. Another career high for him. He just had a career high against Dallas the last time the Raptors were here in this building. And Boucher just makes the most of his opportunity. And, and he was playing so well that just like in that Dallas game, Kyle, you know, Ibaka's benched. Whereas Boucher, you know, gets to finish out the game. And whatever, there was much, wasn't much of a game to finish out. But just, the Raptors just looking for something. And defensively, man, like, they can be better. They can be better. I know the Celtics are a very good offensive club as well. They're just a very good club altogether. I don't know. I'm a little surprised that uh, they don't have a little bit more pub, like pub or buzz about, you know, maybe making it to the finals this year. I, I do kind of see them as a team that is pretty well equipped to play playoff basketball, um, and that, and it hurts me to say really because I, I didn't really think of them that much coming into this year. But Jalen Brown has taken a step, a lot definitely taking a step based on what he t- played like tonight. Uh, Jason Tatum is obviously doing his thing, although tonight 
started out real slow, but he kind of warmed up. But uh, but yeah, I mean, just you know, it, it, it's it's a tough offense. But the Raptors are a tough defense, and tonight they just didn't uh, didn't have it in them to to to, uh, to defend. And you know, it's just unfortunate. Again, like it's just the talent's not quite there, but. Um, what is there is a banner. I'm, I'm, if I look across my laptop screen, I can see the Raptors banner still. So that's a nice feeling, and it's also Christmas, and the Raptors got a Christmas game. So that's cool. All that is cool. But uh, I got to say, you know, this game did bring a damper on my day a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Uh, it was uh, it was just frustrating to see the Raptors in the state. And it's, it's frustrating because you know that they can do better than this. You know. Like, I, I would love to see how the Raptors match up against the Celtics with everyone available. But with them playing the Celtics again – like in three days, you know, I doubt Pascal's back for that. I know Norman Pascal and Gasol won't be. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? It's just tough times right now, man. You just gotta go through it. The schedule will lighten up eventually. Not in just, not even in ter- only in terms of like opposition, but also in terms of just like the the frequency. Like the Raptors play a jam packed month of December, um, and it's not always going to be this bad. Like they got a back to back coming up, and then they got they're playing again on New Year's Eve. I can't believe they're playing so many games this month. It's really hurting my social life. But uh, yeah, you know they'll they'll get through it. They'll get through it, and the Raptors will um, get a couple bodies back, and they'll be more solid. But in terms of, so I've gone a lot about the negatives. So I'll, go, I'll talk more about positives. Uh, the positive tonight is Fred VanVleet, man. Uh, I know he was still a minus seventeen in thirty seven minutes, but again, you can only do so much. And what I saw from Fred tonight was just that burst to get to the rim. And that's such a nice, um, welcoming sight, really. Like, uh, you know, it's it's a big facet of the Raptors' offense to have guys that can uh, have point guards that can sort of break down the, at the point of attack, drive pass, and then kick out and then swing the ball and things like that. Like, I mean, it's not just a big facet of the Raptors' offense. It's a big facet of, like, everybody's offense. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, Fred, since coming back from injury, has not been the same necessarily. Um, you know, it's, uh, he he had some games where he was struggling, but I thought, you know, he shook off some cobwebs late in that game against Indiana. He started off that game slow, but he finished that game pretty strong with a couple of plays that he made. And tonight, um, you know, started off a little weak again in the first quarter. I didn't think he had a great first quarter, but then second quarter, third quarter, and then fourth quarter, this man was carrying the offense. And, you know, you don't, you don't necessarily want Fred Van Bleed to carry the offense for you, um, it's just it's you know generally speaking you would like to see more balance in the way they score but with everyone else being so hesitant and weak uh, the Raptors best source of offense was Fred Van Vliet attacking isolation and a lot of that was the Raptors would get him a mismatch against the bigs you know he seemed to really like uh, going against um, you know Celtics rookies like Romeo Langford or against their big men like Daniel Tice and every time Fred got them out there he would start breaking out these dribble moves, hesitations, ball fakes, stuff like that, and then bam, he would get to the rim and he would finish. And that burst to a get to the rim and then b that uh, ability to finish over, you know, uh, shot contests. You know, uh, he was really good at um, taking on the contact and then fading away and getting a shot off uncontested. Fred was really good. He was really good, and um, you know, it's nice to see him sort of uh, physically at this level again. Um, you know, he's been banged up this year. He's played heavy minutes. Uh, he's taken a lot of contact, and so I guess this, and and he's undersized too. So it, it's not surprising that he would, uh, you know, he would have ups and downs in terms of his production. But uh, it, it's 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 been a, uh, I don't know, in a game like tonight, uh, at least I, I, I enjoyed seeing Fred, you know, do his thing. And honestly, you know, in terms of the KC bucket of the game. Um, you know, it's just, it was nice. It was nice to see what Fred was doing, you know. Um, in the fourth quarter there, 
he had two KFC buckets of the game uh, where, um, you know, one, he, he, he got, uh, what, I forgot who he got in the mismatch, but he drove to the rim, scored, and then uh, off that inbound, the ball's inbound to the Gordon Hayward, and Fabian Lee sneaks up behind Hayward, pokes the ball free from him, and gets another bucket right away. And that sort of brought some life to the crowd. The crowd was chanting. The crowd was into it. The Raptors playing full-court press. And, you know, there's thoughts like, hey, maybe the Raptors can do something here. And it turns out, no, the Raptors didn't do anything there. But uh, that was very nice. And for, for a temporary moment, it felt like, you know, there was a bit of excitement. And that's enough for the KC Bucket game in a game like this. And, and as a reminder, the Raptors over everything uh, podcast is brought to you by our official sponsor, Kentucky Fried Chicken. Because you're a fan of Buckets, then you're a fan of KFC. Order yours at kfc.ca and get it before tip-off. In terms of the other positives, obviously Chris Boucher, um, you know, the 20, what, 24 points, it's just, honestly, it's not surprising to see him succeed because, like, um, you know, it's he plays hard. Like, he plays hard. He rolls hard. Uh, he's he's Especially when he hits threes as well. Like, you know, that's like a perfect player to put beside Kyle Lowry. Like, Kyle Lowry on the bench. Like, you know, Kyle Lowry's had a lot of players off the bench that have been similar to Chris Boucher in the sense that, you know, they're just lanky guys and, and they, they play hard and they finish and, you know, and it's it's not that different from what a guy like Bebe did. Now, I think Be- Boucher is better than uh, Bebe Nagara, uh, a lot better, really. But um, you know, it's not dissimilar. And honestly, Kyle used to get Bebe a lot of these points um, that Boucher is getting, where he's just like just a giant target rolling to the basket. Kyle draws a lot of attention, two guys on him, great playmaker, and he just finds Boucher. And honestly, that was that middle pick and roll with Kyle and Boucher. I mean, they ran it a lot, and they got a lot of points out of it. And um, yeah, you know, I, I'm I'm very happy for Boucher to make the most of his opportunity here because you know there are, there's a chance here without the injuries and like that for guys to prove themselves. And I wish all of them played like Boucher did tonight, uh, and, and all of them have played will play like Boucher uh, has done in the last couple of games because like you know this is what you love to see. Like it's it, you know you, you start asking yourself like hey how does how does the how does Boucher and his skill set fit into what the Raptors do going forward because like it seems like it's undeniable when he gets extended minutes he produces like tonight 24 points six rebounds two blocks seven of ten shooting from the field in 28 minutes that's excellent production and um you know tonight for example he hit three or four from deep which is great he's been shooting his free throws well he was nine of 12 the other game today he was seven of eight uh and he's gonna get fouled he rolls really hard he plays really hard um, and he makes himself in position to score. And honestly, that's what the Raptors need right now. They need a bit of scoring. Like, um, you know, Boucher gave them a big boost. And, and some nights, honestly, Boucher's played so well on some of these nights, he's actually replicated a lot of what Serge Ibaka's done. And so, again, if you're looking at, into the future, like, hey, how do, what are you going to do with your rotation like that? I'm not saying in particular that you got to, you know, make a swap there or whatever because, you know, um, Serge is still a very productive player, um, everything like that. But at the same time, Boucher is really knocking on that door. Uh, he's really showing you something right here. And, uh, you know, Nick has repeatedly said he wants to find Boucher some minutes. Like, even when everyone was healthy, for like that, like, week or so when everyone was healthy, you know, Nick was talking about, hey, I don't want to cut Boucher's minutes. I mean, I kind of have to because Serge is back and Mark is back, and they're both better players and more established players. But I need to find a way to get Boucher some minutes. And you saw some wacky stuff, like Boucher playing small forward. Or Boucher playing power forward and um, two big lineups, something like that, just to get Boucher in the lineup. But like, you got to do something because he he's he's good. Like when he plays, he's good, and it's, it's actually really it's been really eye opening so, um, for me personally, just because I've watched 
Boucher play up close in the last couple of games. I've seen a couple of G League games as well. I just never really fully bought into it. It didn't really feel like he was that serious. Um, but this year has completely proven me wrong. Like, I really, really, really enjoy what I see from Boucher these days. I think defensively, it's, it's a big difference. Like, you're not seeing a lot of players um, just challenge as many shots as he does. He's got so much energy and activity. And I like the fight and the hunger. Like, if you want to you know, fight and secure a real NBA job. This is the first time he's had a secure NBA job. Um, you know, and, and, and I mean that in like relative terms, like he has a one year deal. It's, 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 um, you know, that's security. But like, you know, I'm, I'm going for, like, honestly, the way he's playing this year, it wouldn't surprise me if the Raptors resign him to like a two, three, four year, well, not maybe four, but like a three year deal. Like it's not out of the question. He's playing really well. And he's really playing like someone who's hungry to get more minutes. And, uh, so I'm just happy to see his production. Uh, again, he pairs well with Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry on the bench has a lot been Kyle Lowry and Boucher together, just like in the, the Mavericks comeback. But the two biggest principles of that were Kyle Lowry and Chris Boucher. Um, so that was solid. Uh, and, I mean, that's about it, honestly. Like, I, I'm sorry, i got to go back to the negatives. Like, OG got benched tonight, didn't play well, missed open shots. Um, you know, there's not a lot of plays created for him right now and so he's really had to create a lot of his own and didn't really have a physical advantage over a guy like Gordon Hayward who's really solidly built for a giant chicken breast and um you know Jalen Brown who's there also like physically is pretty much the same as OG Tatum as well so OG couldn't really post those guys up couldn't really hit open shots missed a transition layup and Nick said enough is enough and pulling him in the game and I see defensively OG had a lot of lapses as well so you know, it, it wasn't like OG was a bad defender out there. He was about average, I would say. He made some great defensive plays as well. But ultimately, it kind of averaged out to being average. And, and when he's also a kind of a negative offensively in a night like this, I don't know what you do. So uh, Nick pulled him. Well, also, like, it was a blowout. So I kind of wanted Nick to pull all the guys. But considering that they just had a 30-point comeback in this building, maybe it's a little hard to pull some of these guys. And also, they got two days of rest coming up. So that's at least something. But he wasn't great. Ibaka wasn't great. Uh, Rondé wasn't great. Uh, you know, he got himself open for a lot of shots, but he missed like, just a couple of just gimmies that would just make you shake your head. Like, how are you missing these? Terrence was kind of invisible, even though he played 22 minutes. Didn't really seem that aggressive offensively. One thing I, I don't like from Terrence's game is he seems to, like, pick up his dribble sometimes, like, needlessly. Like, the Raptors run a lot of sets where they run, like, one action on one side of the floor, and then there's another option on the other side of the floor with another point guard with another screen. Almost like there's two pick and rolls going on. Uh, and Terrence just like he's not aggressive enough in terms of just working his side of the floor and stuff like that. And it's just you know I, I want to see better for 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 Terrence. But uh, you know ultimately <laughs> there's a lot of guys to criticize from this game. The guy you probably criticize the most is probably Pat McCaw. Uh, he definitely drew a lot of heat off online. Um, uh, my buddy Jordan said uh, McCaw was getting that Damari Carroll level of hate. And uh, I can't actually disagree. I really can't, man. McCaw was just not great tonight. I mean, he played 32 minutes, and it was literally that Tony Snow meme of, like, 0 and, like, two points on just a cut to the rim. But otherwise, 1 of 5 from the field uh, was flat-out unwilling to shoot the ball. Um, you know, it's not like he was doing a lot of rebounding, a lot of playmaking, a lot of defending. Like, none of that was just quite there for him. Like, he just – I'm not saying he was wasting time or anything like that. It was just, like – you know, it just it just wasn't quite there for him, um, and 
it's just like a lot of his weaknesses are really exposed. Like the Raptors are really playing four on five offensively when he's out there. Sometimes even three on five because Rondé is really not a guy who's spacing the floor. And it's just like it's just tough to see what the result is. But ultimately, I think we can all agree that McCaw is a playing too many minutes, but also b like he's just out of his depth here, right? Like he's a fringe. He's like a fifth option that defends a little bit. And if you need him to do more than that, he's generally not going to do that for you. So it was a difficult night for McCaw, and he got a lot of criticism. And tonight, I, I can't say it was wrong. Like, he was just not good at it. Like, 32 minutes, minus 22, it's just a tough look. It's a tough look. Um, so in terms of your three stars, uh, while this music is playing overhead, sorry about that. Uh, but Fred Van Bleet, obviously the first star, 27 points, four rebounds, six assists, four steals, 37 minutes, 11-21 from the field, 2 of 5 from deep, hit all three of his free throws. Um, it's just nice to see Fred being aggressive, attacking the paint, uh, you know, creating things for himself and for his teammates. Uh, if he could stay like this going forward, post injury, it's a, it's a good sign. He's had two really good games in a row now uh, against the uh, Pacers, and now tonight against the uh, Celtics. And uh, you know, second star, I'm giving that to Chris Boucher. 24 points, six rebounds, two blocks, seven of ten shooting, three of four from deep, seven of eight from the free throw line. Hey man, if Boucher could hit threes at a more consistent rate, he is. Definitely, definitely an NBA caliber player. Um, he's already made a lot of great, great plays, and I don't even think that should mean that much of a question anymore in terms of NBA caliber. But I'm just saying, like, if he can hit threes more consistently, like, there's there's even a chance that you know he could be like she 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 should get like 20 minutes per game if he can hit those threes consistently. But the energy was great, the hustle was great, the aggression on offense was great, um, I, and I'm very I'm just very happy to see him uh, do what he's doing. And then the third star. Uh, you know what? I'm going to give that to uh, Stanley Johnson. That's right. In four minutes, Stanley Johnson came in, hit three layups. Now, he did have one really embarrassing play where he drove in the hard for the layup, and I think it was in transition, and he, like, threw the layup off the glass, and it didn't even hit rim, and it was a really bad miss, and then he fumbled the ball, the, the, the offensive rebound that was falling right in his hands. So that was hard to watch. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Stanley, first off, this is his first taste of uh, action since he's been you know missing some extended time with an injury. Uh, I was a little surprised that McCaw could get 32 minutes and play as bad as he did and Stanley not even get a look, especially with OG also struggling. You would think Stanley would get some chance to, to, to shine. Nick finally put him in the game four minutes left. And Stanley, you know, he was aggressive on offense. He did some stuff. He picked someone off on half court. He took it in for a layup. So, I mean, you know, it's six points and one steal in four minutes on three or four shooting, a third star worthy kind of effort. I don't know, but we're, we're starting at the very bottom for Stanley. So uh, I was happy to see what Stanley did at the end of the game. It's uh, it's something to build off. Maybe he can get five minutes next time. So in terms of your Gerald Henderson Award, that's got to go to Jalen Brown. No disrespect whatsoever, but, like, man, this guy was close to his career high. 30 points, six rebounds, four assists, thir- 10 of 13 shooting from the field, five of seven from deep. I mean, like, five of six from the free throw line. Excellent defensively as well. Holy, he was he was just doing everything out there, man. And the, the way he was pulling up and crossing over Ronnie Hollis Jefferson, it was – it was, again, it was just, just it just went to, it just spoke to the disparity in town between what the Celtics had tonight and what the Raptors had tonight, and so, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, that kind of does it for the podcast. Um, you know, I wish I had more things to say about the Raptors on Christmas, but I, there's only so many times I can say the Raptors didn't have enough talent to to, to get over the top, and. Um, you know, it's just, it kind of is what it is. You just you know, you need some guys to get healthy. I think the Raptors can play better defense, be more competitive. Like, this game should have been a blowout. It should have been closer. The Raptors just played good defense, but defensively they weren't there. I can understand if they're playing, since they're playing a third night, uh, third game of four nights, but it just is what it is. The Raptors got to scrap out every single game, and the scrap wasn't really there with them. So, 
Um, at least Fred showed you something. At least Boucher showed you something. And at least we got a, we finally got a Christmas game in, in Toronto. Um, I don't know after this display if the if the league will give the Raptors another one, but obviously that's being unfair because you know the Raptors clearly have more talent than this. It's just that people are injured and uh, it's just unfortunate. So for everyone out there listening who celebrate Christmas, um, uh, a very merry Christmas from the Raptors Over Everything podcast. Uh, thank you to everyone for listening. Sincerely, sincerely thank you for everyone for supporting uh, not just this program, but every program on the you know Yahoo Sports Canada network. Um, uh, you know, run it back. We did a Christmas special, me and Alex. Uh, so check out that one. That one's a bit of an extended episode, around 20 minutes. We gave gifts to every single Raptor. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just, it, we've, we've just, you guys have shown us a lot of love. We're, we're doing our best right now to sort of uh, provide as much content, as much quality content as we can. And uh, so to anyone who has subscribed or listened or read or shared or liked or anything, engaged the content, thank you a lot, very, very much um, for this past season. It's, it's For me personally, it's been the best year of my professional career. Um, and the Raptors won a championship. So it's all good. So thanks again to everyone. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. And I'll be back when the Raptors regrettably play the Celtics again on the 28th. I'm, I'm not looking forward to that game. Um, but it is what it is. So thanks everyone for listening. Goodbye. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.